Savage. Oh, hello, hello, hello. How on earth are we, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back for another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with yours truly, Jeff Leach. How on earth are you? How's it going? I hope you're safe. Jeez Louise, the world is burning around us. And uh, all I can hope is that you're washing your hands, you're staying inside safely. If you are protesting, you're doing it in a peaceful manner. You're not getting caught up in the violence, the vandalism, etc. Be safe out there, whatever you're doing. Uh, first things first, let's say thank you very much to all of the fantastic Patreons we got over here. Brand new Patreons over the last few days. Chris Ledford, Justin Red, Justin Nichols, Soil TK, Jason Woodward, Blake Gabehart, Joel Anderson, Toasty, Griffin, Derek Fitzgerald, Taylor Faye, Tia Ankam, David Perez, Ethan Lewis Reimer, and of course a big shout out and special mention to our $50 Patreons, Dan Lloyd, Siggy Riggy, Marcus Fleming, Adam Cloninger, Remy AK Toasty, Minotaur Pink, Chris Kennedy, and Justin Red. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for showing your support. And big shout out to our sponsors as well, cbdeeper.com. If, like me, you like to take the anxious uh, nature of what's going on in the world off every now and then, if you need a little relaxation, but you don't want to fall around because you've got a head high, get the body high with CBD products, cbdeeper.com. No vitamin E in any of their products, no heavy metals, no pesticides. All of their lab tests are prominent on their website and shown with every single order. You'll get a copy of that through in the post. On top of that, they have a whole different selection of flavors. Sour Diesel, Blue Dream, Lemon Berry, Fruity Pebbles, Tangiogene, and of course, Au Natural. And if that's not enough, if you use code SAVAGE at checkout, you will get an extra 10% off every order. That is cbdeeper.com, C-B-D-E-E-P-E-E-P-E-R.com. There we go. Give them a little checkout. Use that code SAVAGE, and you will get yourself a nice little discount. Right, ladies and gentlemen, very special guest joining us today, all the way from his front room, it looks like. Um, you may have just seen him on ABC School. He's a star of that show. He is also the host of the Fighter and the Kid podcast, along with one of his best buddies. Uh, it's one of the biggest podcasts out on the internet. If you haven't listened to it, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. Mr. Brian Callan, how are you, sir? Stand-up comedian, writer, actor, um, producer, host. What else are you doing? God. What else are you the doing? The list goes on. Lover, Martial fighter. Arts expert, lover, fighter. Lo- lover, or fighter, marcher. Not even marching, but you know, just in my in spirit, in spirit. Hey, mate, let's let's launch straight into it. Have you been marching? You done any of that? Any protesting? I, I I've not marched, but I but they all marched past my window at Venice, and I and I uh, I watched. So I feel like I'm I'm I I just I I've never been a march. That's the, that's the white, much, whitest that's protesting much. I've ever heard. That's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I do think that it's encouraging that this is um, really the world coming together and saying, you know. That that it's not okay to kill a man, ex- execute a man slowly um, in broad daylight. I mean, you know, there, there's something about the, the the way we are. I mean, look, you're going to have people that say, "Well, now look at the looters and stuff." Yes, yes, they they shouldn't. You have radicals and criminals in you know, any having- hijacking. Having been there, I was going to say hijacking is the word because I was down on the um, at the protest on Saturday. I went up there um, and. The people who were graffitiing and looting and fi- yeah. sent up fires. First of all, we, we left they're slightly before that. Oh, but they're also not the Black Lives Matter protesters. Like 100%. No, they're, not. They're, not. They're, they're all anarchists. Was, they're Antifa. This, 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 they're, yeah. you know, undercover yeah, cops. It's crazy. These two white kids were spraying Black Lives Matter on this storefront. And the black woman said, hey, man, they're going to blame us for that. Yeah. Don't do that. I saw and that so video. I, I, yes, try to be, I try to be respectful in, in a lot of ways in these situations. First of all, most of us who are white don't know what to do about some asshole who's, who 
who executes somebody like that. Yeah. We don't know what to do. I don't, I, 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 I don't know any racists. I, that, that, that ideology, that, that belief system is not sustainable in, in, in anybody who's a serious, rational thinker, right? The idea that, well, you have this more, I guess, melanin in your skin, so therefore you're not as smart. It just doesn't, anybody who's a thoughtful person doesn't agree with that. Um, this is more nuanced than that. The, the, the black friends that I've had conversations with do have a different reality. It's more subtle. It's more nuanced. When you're a black man, you walk into a room, there are certain things you have to overcome, certain expectations, certain. Um, so I, I don't know what it's like. right? I don't know what it's like. So and I don't know how to fix the problem. I don't know even what to say. Well, I mean, that's, not, that's not good Other enough than, for me, Brian. You should have already had this sorted by now. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. I don't think kneeling and apologizing for my white privilege is, is real. I don't, I don't believe in that. I, I think that's, that's not the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that helps anybody. Um, there are ways to help. And, and that's to have a very honest conversation about what's going on within that community and within uh, our community as a whole. But I, I, I'm just a comic, man. I'm just a comic. And I try See, to make people laugh. You know what? And this I try is... to be try to be ironic, and I try to find the truth in this. It's going to take me some time, but I will. This is the thing. See, I think, like you know, at the moment, especially comedy is the thing that people will need most once they come out of a situation like this and out of the the COVID uh, yeah. pandemic or out of the protests, etc. They will need to laugh. They will need to reflect in that way. But realistically, right now, in the middle of it jokes are not necessarily what people are after no the Um, best i can do right now is keep my mouth shut and other than the fact that what happened was wrong and that i think those four cops should be tried for murder that's my opinion and that's what i've said out loud but other than that the time for me now is to be shut the fuck up and uh you know and just allow the, the people that have been living this in many ways i i do this experiment where i've asked a lot of black comics who are usually educated and they have some money, and they, 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 but, but all of them will say things like this. When they drive by cops, they turn their music down. My other friend Justin puts his glasses on. Oh, yeah. That's shit I don't have to think about, man. Yeah, yeah. And that oh, no, me and you can his... walk around a Ralph's. No one's following us when we're walking around. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's helpful that our president said when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Uh, because that was, that, that's an expression that the white racist... Miami police chief said about people that were rioting when Martin Luther King was killed in, I think it was 68. And, um, and he said, if they, they, when the looting starts, the student shooting starts, and if they, they think they've seen police brutality, they've seen nothing yet. Yeah. When you have a president in 2020 who fucking quotes that, Hey dude, not helpful. Are you surprised no, you can't, you can't. You can't be surprised by anything Trump says in this day and age. And, I, and even if whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, because the point I was really interested in what you're making is really just like I'm a comic. I tell jokes. That's that's what I'm good at. That's how I'm going to take this situation. Eventually, is look at it, turn it into something of humor that can hopefully soften it, so people can discuss it a little bit easier. Um, but I, that's all I know how to do. I, I made a decision a while ago as well that I knew that the more politicized or one one camp or the other camp I sit in, um, the less conversation seems to happen. It just becomes a, a soapbox situation. And as a this comedian, is, this is not this is not a, not a time where people are interested in nuance. This is not a time 
when people are even interested in discussion. This is a time, this is an emotional catharsis. The, the thing about riots, the thing about protests, and there is a difference between riots and protests, there's a difference between protests and chaos, and there's a difference between radicals and people who want change. Um, but but, but uh, I, I think that this isn't a time for discussion right now as a country and especially for I think black people especially this is a time for catharsis and uh, I, I don't know what it's like so I gotta just again I gotta shut the fuck up and, and sit here and, and I, I wasn't I'm not in favor of the shutdown I'm in favor of the curfew though I think you are for the curfew yeah better. I feel yeah, like you know for, what the curfew it's better for black owned businesses it's better for I mean Atlanta I mean you're talking about 50% of those businesses are minority owned doesn't it and, feel and, a little bit like the curfew, though? Less than being, uh, I don't think it's a, uh, a product of, hey, we're trying to keep everyone safe. 6 p.m., get inside your houses and stay there until 6 a.m. I don't think that's what it is. I think this is a very clear um, top-down order of disciplining us for our bad behavior. It's a that's not how local. That's not how local politics works, though. You're talking about a mayor who doesn't know what the fuck to do. A governor doesn't know what the fuck to do because they just came out of this pandemic. And, and, and there, these, these decisions are made by council. There are a lot of different people involved. You've got to get the, you've got to get the sheriffs on board. County sheriffs are very important in the situation. Police, uh, you know, leaders, union leaders, there's all kinds of things that go into a decision like this. And, and the reason you give a mayor or certainly a governor emergency powers is because you don't have time sometimes for that, but you just see that there's mass looting. And, and a lot of these people from out of town, you got it. You got to impose a curfew. And the sure. people that are willing to stay, that's when you get the, you know, so sure. I, I tend to be more sympathetic now of our leaders who are in these positions because I'd probably be doing the same fucking thing. It's hard. When you get to the level of detail on how to run the biggest state and the biggest economy in the fucking country, it's, it's fucking detailed, man. It's mm -hmm. detailed. It's hard. So yeah. It is difficult. I think there's, there's also a responsibility, though, on us. Um, because you know, we, we obviously you have a larger one, and we, we we both have platforms. We both have followers. We have people who will look to us, and go, "Hey, I, I like what I like what Jeff Leach is about. I like what Brian Cannon is about. He seems like a guy who has the world figured out, or at least when he discusses it, it gives me a, a better idea of how I might feel about a situation." Um, do we not have some kind of responsibility now? Because look, I, the reason why I liked having you on the podcast previously, and I think why you, you enjoyed it as well, is that we had a, an intelligent adult conversation, which is a few and far between, especially in the comedy community. We generally just sling a f about a few dick jokes and, you know, uh, maybe uh, yeah. maybe lightly yeah. touch on social uh, climate, you know? But we do have a very nice platform where we can go, even if it's not, hey, I'm going to go and march on the streets, that's, that's a personal decision and you have to make that based on how you feel comfortable. But also, for instance, like you, you you have young children. Has this been a good opportunity for you to educate them a little bit about, um, you know, about the the situation that people of color in this country face, especially when it comes to engagement? Not with the yet, or? not yet, but yeah, it's begun. The conversation has begun. Not yeah. yet. Um, right now, they're just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. It's a little scary. Imagine, but yes, yeah. I've started that conversation. What I can offer my viewers is not, I don't have, I don't, I, I'm trying to be very careful about pointing out my perspective of the truth. Right. But what I can offer is perspective. Why? Because I'm 53 and I've, I've done some history reading and I've done some living. And so young people tend to look at older guys like me for some perspective. Yeah. 
for, you know, how bad is this? What do I think is going to happen? Things like that. And I can, I can offer my perspective, which is going to be colored, of course. And, and it's just going to be my perspective. But sometimes I know when I'm, I'm looking for perspective. I look to my father or someone older who's been here, sure. who's seen this. Sure. You know, this is not new for America. Um, protests, riots are not new. We have had this, this, this dance, this, this strange, peculiar, and brutal dance, uh, this black and white dance since, you know, somebody, a professor asked, when did the civil rights movement begin in this country? And all his students raised their hands, Selma and different times and this and that, the other thing after Martin Luther King was, and, and he said, wrong. It was the first time an African was brought to these shores in chains. A slave is not, doesn't exist. There are people that are enslaved and they are always, always struggling to be free. It is mm. what is inherent in our nature. So this has been a struggle. And one of the things about reading history, and especially history of this country, you know, I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, I'm still down it, but I, I went down it about 10 years ago in a deep way where I listened to a number of history professors because I get these books on, I get these courses on tape and I've read a number of books. One of the things that always shocked me, man, I'm not being, I'm not a liberal saying this. I'm just saying, it, I was always shocked at the, the ferocious and consistent onslaught, assault on African-Americans. I, I mean, from, from how they were, how they, they were redlined into different neighborhoods, into how um, they were always starved of resources, um, everything that went on. It doesn't mean there weren't a lot of very good people, including white people, et cetera, who are trying to and are trying to make a difference. I'm not saying progress hasn't been made, and it has, but when you read the history of this country, it's always fucking shocking, man. It's, listen to jazz musicians, the famous ones, like Miles Davis, who got the shit beaten out of him for standing outside his recording studio. And he just, the, the cops said, move on, boy. And he just said, well, I'm just standing here having a cigarette. And the guy started to beat him with a club. Now, he was put in the hospital and didn't have any recourse. That is the story. That is the story. And this is one of the most famous, you know, famous black musicians. of. <laughs> well, well, but we can keep going because, the, you know, all, all of them, including Gladys Knight and the Pips and, and the Platters, had to go in through the back door. They, sure. weren't, allowed, they weren't allowed. What you're pointing out is that even with, um, with a social status that you think would afford people being treated in a decent no manner, it no. still doesn't yeah. matter. It still doesn't matter. It, 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 it doesn't matter. And, and the other thing that people always forget, and it's kind of shocking, is we've been a country with slavery longer than we've, we've been a country without slavery. This is as, a, as, a, as a, a flamboyant Brit who obviously has, you know, the, the patronizing tone of one. Every time I talk to my American friends, they were like, yeah, well, you know, you're European forefathers. I'm like, yeah, I know. You're 100% correct. All the lunatics, the movement. All the lunatics no, the from Europe came over to America to settle. So we, basically the worst of us came out here. We, I do think that America has forgotten that it's also a country majorly in its infancy. Like America in terms of the current history, I'm not talking about the indigenous population because that's all gone, thanks to, uh, you know, the lunatic Europeans. Thanks to smallpox, influenza, measles, diphtheria, mumps, it goes on and on, yeah, and yeah. opalates, yeah, and land. There you go. And, and land grabs. But but actually, what the country now, these, you know, these states, United States of America is born upon, is, is only a few hundred years old. 
And it took thousands of years in yeah. Europe to get to a place through the Romans and the Greeks and the, uh, you know, the Macedonian empires. All of these different empires happened and had slaves and then realized some moral and ethical, uh, you know, um, uh, incongruency between being slave owners, but also wanting to treat people with some kind of equality. And don't get me wrong, England is as guilty of having uh, well, flagrant England, racism. But, I have to say, but we're we about class. Team. We're about class now. We, we 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 differentiate and we segregate based on financial earnings. Like how, yeah. what your class status really defines yeah. who you're with and who you're against. You know, I grew up in yes. East London with black friends, Bangladeshis, Pakistanis, you know, Asian friends of all kinds. And, uh, we're all poor. So like, you know, it was the rich people's problem. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't our problem. That's you know true. I mean? That's very true. That's very true. That comes from the great chain of being in, in Britain. But keep in mind and rem remember, the abolitionist movement began with, with, with essentially evangelical Christians in England. I mean, for lack of a better word, for, for, for religious, very religious, very Christian um, uh, British abolitionists. Uh, slavery was outlawed first in Britain and mm -hmm. also remember that Britain spent a shitload of money um, with their Navy stopping the slave trade yeah. to and from Africa, stopping the slave trade uh, w w with with the Middle East traders. And I mean, like you don't that. have to convince that me the that the Brits are absolute yeah. legends, Brian. I mean, we, we already knew yeah. that. Right? Well, the Brit, but the Brits, but the Brits, it is true. And you can trace this back. Scholars have the Brits were the first country, even though this is like, you know, slavery, remember, was the order of the day. What's fascinating about fucking history is none of the moral thinkers from Socrates, Plato, Aristotle, to the religious thinkers from Buddha, Muhammad, and Jesus spoke about slavery. They didn't take it on. It was what was done. There was there were the, the class system was so strong and there were serfs and there were slaves. And, and what's fascinating to me is that that didn't nobody kind of said, hey, this is wrong until probably 1812 in the United Kingdom. It's, it's just a fact. And that caught on, of course, with people like John Brown and certain people who would have been labeled fanatics in this country. But, um, you know, so so this is all fucking. This shit is. We've been. It's doing so this deeply dance. ingrained. It's so we've been deeply doing ingrained. This dance. And, and it's been a. So I was just going to say, I yes, just had one of my yeah. one of one of my live one of my live uh, viewers has just gone just got upset and said unsubbed immediately to claim that the U.S. was founded upon slavery. <laughs> Adam P, let me just give you a very incredibly condensed history. I didn't say it was founded of, on slavery. No, exactly. I didn't say it was founded on no, and no, he's an idiot and he's also uneducated. This is the issue with a lot of people we, who we are were founded upset on, we were founded on an experiment of democracy we were well, we also on, america uh, was founded on three three major groups came to america when they first settled and that was the uh the uh, uh evangelical christians who thought that the pope was uh was too lenient about his approach to um to religion so they came over here to spread the good word and you know make everyone religious zealots uh slave owners who weren't able to operate in europe anymore came out here to do that and then, uh, and then the uh, third group were the capitalists who dis who used a broken formula of capitalism, where the governance should be entirely focused on the pro uh, the benefit of the people and not remotely involved in that business. There's a fourth the group. Time. There's a fourth group too, which was indentured servants and people who were desperate to make who were who refugees. Essentially, there were there was also that there were people who were who were had no other recourse. So that, that you have to you have to include them as well. But yes, I mean. Um, 
but I, but listen, tell this guy, I'm not saying that it was, I don't like saying it was founded on just slavery. We are the longest living democracy on the planet. The issue, the, Brian, the is that he wasn't listening to what you were saying. He wasn't listening nor oh. understanding. That's that's oh, yeah. that's why I think causes that's so much of this disconnect. It's like people, you want to have a nice, intelligent conversation with people and present ideas. And, and, and a lot of people just don't even know the history of their own country because they're not taught yeah. it properly yeah. in schools. And, that's, and also the, the words that we use, dude, like the words that we use, feminism, racism, classism um all these words that 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 people who really care about equality including equality these were words that were thought about and fought over and defined and given form and um and doctrine in this country it's called the constitution and the bill of rights it was created by slave owners and white men but 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 the people in this country that have been marginalized have used that doctrine those words, those philosophies, um, to to emancipate themselves. So you have to remember, this country was was founded on what's called a great experiment, and that great experiment was a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And and all of us believe in that. You don't see anybody disagreeing with that. If you do, then you're probably not American. It would be un-American to believe that. That's why when people march for equality, and we see white people and brown people and Asian people and all this marching and black people together. We all, most of us fucking agree that that's a good way to live. Most of us agree that's a strong way to live. Most of us agree that's the way you prosper as a nation. Don't waste any minds. My, my biggest thing about the problem with the, the black community is that we, we are wasting. We are wasting and have been wasting all that human potential. We've been wasting so many, so many black minds. Man. I mean, what's, there's, what's there's incredible is, way. you know, I see... Um... I see some of the uh, the black friends or the you know the the black artists that I that I work with, and I there, there's a reason why, and the I would say actually a large majority at least of the comics or musicians that I know in the industry seem to work that much harder and better, and I know it's because to get to the same level. They got to put in a bit more. They got to do a bit more of this, do a bit more of that. And I know that lately, you know, we've in our liberal bubble, certainly in LA, especially, you know, we've been seeing a great diversification of TV shows. Like, I'm sure you felt this a little bit. I know I certainly have that. You know, uh, white guys on the old on the old casting breakdowns. You know, they need a few less of those right now, and it's it's a little harder to get the auditions. But yeah. I'm not angry about that because I think it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a move. It's, it, it might be frustrating to me on a personal subjective level on some point, but on a greater picture, I understand that it's a positive move in the right direction of diversifying out. But I really, don't. I don't think I'm going to say something that's going to sound very very fucking. Uh, I don't think we're a racist country. I think there is racism in this country, but I don't think we're on the whole. I, I, I don't accept uh, that, that we have made great progress. Now, no thanks to me, but thanks to, to a lot of people, especially black people um, uh, and thoughtful black people and, and courageous black people. We've made a lot of progress. And to say we haven't, I keep reminding people, yes, Trump is president. I think that had more to do with economics and fear uh, we voted. We voted twice. I'm talking about white people. White people, vast majority of white people voted. Let me say it again: twice for a black president. Um, we are. We are in my industry diversifying at a rapid rate, and that's a good thing. I'm seeing that with my own eyes. So, so we. I mean, Steven Pinker looks at the world in general. People Google racist jokes almost never when they're at a, under a certain age, like 34 and under. 
So yes, racism is still and always will be a problem. Tribalism is and always will be a problem. Yes, racism exists in this country. I, I, I don't have to just mention George Floyd. The list would be too long to go on. Yes, yes, and yes. But um, we are making progress. I think it's important to keep that in mind. I even think it's important to remember that in 2015, over a hundred unarmed black men were killed and by police. And, and there, was a, there was an uproar then and police stations and police officers and, and people who think about these things did, did, some, did some work in that area, not only just by diversifying their forces and community outreach, but that number came down to nine in 2019. So let's also make sure that we keep this in perspective, as terrible and as horrible as it was, we have to take heart and we have to say, hey, we went from 100 to nine in four years. Do you, you know what that do, means? Do you think we're this can be, this problem can be fixed. Do you think we're that just experiencing the kickback though of, of a lot of people feeling like, well, that's too little too late for us? Or is that, is that what's- Maybe, may maybe, and I understand. But the, the important thing to remember is that if we can do that, this problem can be fixed. So, yeah. so I'm an optimist and I believe all problems are put on this earth to, to fix. Now, you don't want emotion driving every decision. That is where that is not helpful. Right now, sure. though, this is a time for emotional catharsis. Right now, this is not a time to scream, to cry, to take a knee, whatever it is we have to do. Right now, it's a time maybe for guys like me to shut the fuck up and not, not, not try to hijack this movement but just lend support, talk about it, give my perspective with, with humility. And that's all I know how to do. I really do mean, and I know you do too, and all my friends, I really do mean everyone everywhere all the best. I, 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 I do think, I think about fucking and have always thought about uh, how much wasted potential is in South Central LA and black neighborhoods. Yeah. How much wasted potential is in places like Flint, Michigan. Yeah. I do think about how good I have it. I've never stopped thinking about that shit. Mm -hmm. I grew up all over the world. I grew up in real poverty. So I've never stopped thinking about this. My frustration is I don't know a lot of times what I can do. I don't know what to do. And I, mean, I, I tell think, you something I think, else. Let me, let me, let me, let me yeah, button go, this one more time. Go, go, go. I don't think, I'm not impressed with journalists or government solutions. I don't believe them. And I don't think they're the answer. I think, like Malcolm X said, if, you, if someone throws you into a hole, you can't expect them to re pull you out of that hole. We got to do it for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave that. I'll leave that to Malcolm X. I'll leave that to the black community. I'll leave that to the people that know a lot more about what it is to be black than I ever fucking will. I think, so, you've, I think you've already not, like yeah. highlighted exactly what, it, what the responsibility of white men, uh, especially white men in the industry with a platform like us, it, to do, which is to acknowledge that you go, I don't necessarily know the best course of action on how to help the situation and throw that question out to the black community, you know, because it, very <laughs> rapidly people go, okay, here's what you can do. You can do this. You can they do might, that. You they can might not either. They may not either. Killer Mike said, I don't know what to do right now. I wish yeah. I had answers. Yeah. But well, he he said, I think he, he meant more specifically, beautiful. he's like, look, I don't know how to change this, this, uh, this kind of um, culture of uh, brutality towards black people within the or people of color within the, the police force. I don't know how to change that, that, that uh, lack of um, respect for human life that seems to have permeated because I know cops who are great people. Like, I'm, I, I think this is most this of them is, are. Yeah, most there's, of a, them there's, are awesome. there's a huge one, a huge 
contingent of wonderful police officers, unfortunately, also categorizing a few bad apples, I don't think is a fair representation of just how deep run, uh, you know, brutality and, and, and lack of respect for human life can go within the justice system. The justice system is, is something you don't want to get caught up in. Mm. It's not very nice. There's no doubt about that. I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a justice scholar or anything else. Um, I, but you I, do I, own a powdered wig. I own a powdered wig, and I like to call myself a barrister. There you go. And That's I'm because you, you attend a lot of murder mystery evenings. That's what I had. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> no, I know yeah. what you're saying. I, I, I do think there's a. I, I think that I think the right, you know, the right, uh, the right attitude toward it really is just going. Listen, maybe if I don't necessarily know exactly the best ways to help a situation, is to ask that, to hold your hands up and acknowledge that, and very rapidly people get in touch. Like, look, I'm dating a woman of color, and even despite that and having a, a source of black voice in my home I still don't completely understand I st- I'm still struggling to understand exactly what I can and what I can't do what I should and shouldn't say when I should well, listen well, well Killer kill, kill, kill Mike said something that I thought was interesting he said get your ass to the get your ass to the computer and at least fill out the census so they know who Absolutely. you are and where you are and then and then beat up the politicians you don't like at the polling booth but Absolutely. there's a third thing to do educate yourself expand your understanding Read both sides of the argument. Don't just read progressive. Don't just listen to CNN or or fucking Fox News. Fuck both those places. Yeah. Read. Read people who think about these things. Read a couple of books, man. You know, um, I do, and I try to read. I try to read books by people like uh, Tanahasi Coates, but then I also try to read Thomas Sowell, and they're both on the opposite ends of the of the, of the black spectrum of right. thought. And 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 it gives me it gives me. A more well-rounded um, understanding me, of what different outlooks might fuck, be within the background. Fuck yeah! You, that you, you listen. You beat. I always say this. I stole it from Amos Oz, the Israeli writer, and I say it every day. The way you beat a bad idea, which is, which is, could be racism and a lot of other ideas. In my opinion, racism, socialism, communism. The way you beat a bad idea is with a better idea. I don't believe that the federal government is going to help anybody anytime soon. No, you're right. It never has in a lot of ways. So there's, is there a better fucking idea? Well, let's think about it. And this is the time for thought, too. This is the time to fucking... I, I tell you, that Killer Mike, that Killer Mike speech made me... I've watched, listened to it five times. He's so fucking smart. He's yeah. so poetic. He's incredibly eloquent. Felt, that came I was, across. And I was that, so was... humbled. I, I was fucking humbled, and I felt like crying. That motherfucker is something else. I, yeah, I'm telling you this, and Rogan said it too. Great legs as yeah, well. That guy, it, 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 great what? Great legs too as well. I mean, it's, it doesn't just stop at the, at the eloquence and the fuck. He's got strong, sturdy tree stumps and manza. I haven't seen that, but if he fucking <laughs> runs for president, I'd vote for that motherfucker. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you that much. So, what yeah. you were about to say, so Rogan, anyway. Rogan said something to you that spoke to you as well. He said that too. He said, I, I'd vote for it. He said, he said to kill a Mike, I'd vote for you for president. And I would too. That dude is smart and an economic stud. He's made a fortune as a businessman. You know why I wouldn't vote for him for president? Um, despite agreeing with everything you've said about the way that he spoke, the words that he said, how, how deftly um, empathetic to all everyone's situation it seemed to be despite all the frustrations and angers and emotion he must be feeling right now and clearly was I wouldn't vote for him because he was very honest and open and intelligent enough to say what's how to fix this I don't know I actually don't know and that's why I wouldn't vote for him but what I do think is that he 
was a community leader in the sense of going, I don't know. However, what I do know is that there are brilliant minds in every state across the United States of America. Every single one is brilliant minds. And if those yeah. motherfuckers can't come up with a better solution than what is existing right now, then we have failed as a human as a human society. Yes. We've failed across the Yes. Yes. So I yes, don't know if yes, he necessarily yes. needs to be uh um he could probably be the press secretary. I, I give him press secretary. Uh yeah, man. Whatever. Whatever. He, he might wrap him out. Do you know what I mean? It could be good. I, I have not listened to any of his music, so I don't know. Ah, oh, Brian, uh, educate yourself. How dare you? I, Such no, a white man thing to do. Unbelievable. I'm too, I'm too old. I think I'm. I don't, I'm not hip. Oh, dude, you're not. You're not old. You're only as old as the as the woman you're feeling, and I, that's that's probably a few years younger, right? <laughs> I um, I I imagine also it's a it's a scary time just to be a parent. I, I I don't have that responsibility. I don't know about you. Right now, there's a. I mean, I'm in East East Hollywood, so probably. That's why. But there's been a helicopter, a number of helicopters, one in particular circling above my blocks um, for the Dude, last I've had that. I've had that all, all night. Four days. I had that all yesterday. I had it this morning. Yeah, all day, all, all night. That, yeah. All that, Scary. Is it? Yeah. Is it? How do you? How do you? Um, what do you think a young generation is thinking now? Because I've seen some of the teenagers getting caught up in the more negative parts of the protest. But I'm thinking about the gen, like the younger, younger kids, which I think yours are. They're youngsters, right? Oh, we've had a little Zoom freeze there. This is nothing new for America, and this is... Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're back? No, there you go, you're back. This is nothing new for America. This is nothing new for America. This is this is your regular in a lot of ways. I mean, uh, and by the way, 1968 and, and the following, the Stonewall riots and all that, I mean, we, we had a war going on. We had a forced draft. We had young men dying against their will. Why, not in the uh, early 90s had, as well, right here in L.A.? I mean, there were... Shop yeah, owners but, but, but if you look at the '60s when they had when black people were having hoses and dogs turned on them, and and when people had only been allowed to vote for four years, and sheriffs in the South weren't enforcing that, and you had people like William Wallace saying segregation now, segregation forever. I mean, look, this shit was uh, it, this was even worse. Again, we uh, we we have made progress. I am optimistic about these marches because i think i see a lot of color in those groups yeah i see a lot of people outraged and i see a lot of white people who the are protest last saturday at least 30 to 50 percent of the people there were were white um and by the way large, peaceful and by the way very mostly peaceful, yeah. peaceful you had black fucking men protecting cops forming a ring around them dude you had black my, men my, my girlfriend and i ended up leaving eventually we, we were there for about three hours we marched um there was a moment where i think organization is a huge part of it there was a bit where the route clearly wasn't organized or thought out i think they marched very much off the cuff they didn't really plan a route so when the leaders sort of went one way and then half the group split another way that's when it all got a bit confusing and people started to become a little fractured and and uh, what do we do uh, let's take it out in this building but my, my girl saw, we saw a number of people graffitiing. Now, I won't deny that there wasn't one young black guy in a hood with his face all covered and just his eyes spray painting, fuck the police on one store. Every other person I saw spray painting was white and dressed head to toe in black, covered their head, all of that. They were all carrying fuck the pigs, you know, uh, ACAB, fuck 12. So it was all very much like, what I is, hate What is ACAB? What is ACAB? Uh, uh, all cops are bastards. But the the Jesus but the but what I was seeing there is the people who are making all of the violence uh, happen at these things are either 
um, anarchists because there was a lot of like yeah. there was a lot of thirty year old punk dudes with like a can of IPA and like yeah, yeah. The Antifa wannabes or whatever. Antifa, the fuck they are. yeah, these kids are a part of Antifa. Um, Hijack, hijacking a cause, hijacking a cause. Exactly. And then yeah. also there were a few guys there who definitely looked like white supremacist groups going undercover to kickstart some shit. I don't, I don't think that's beyond the realm of reason that those conspiracies are, are a reason. You always true. have, you always have bad people taking advantage yeah. of chaos and they will form chaos. So, you know, but that's how it's being presented, people. which is very frustrating that a movement that is, is largely very peaceful in its protest uh, approach has now been bastardized and twisted into something, which I think is. It's not a- lost on. It's not lost on especially black leaders. I mean, shit. I mean, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton was on you know, yesterday talking about how the so-called far left has been taking advantage of of this and and inciting violence and then. Isn't that Al Sharpton's entire men- career though? <laughs> Well, yes, maybe, you know? but but Sharpton said, "You motherfuckers are getting there, are starting fires, and bringing young black men in there, and then leaving." And and I, I'm watching these young black men do seven years for arson yeah. and having to spend my time. And you guys go, you guys go back to wherever the fuck you're from because you're Antifa or whatever. Yeah. I got no time for those motherfuckers. If you come in and you destroy businesses, if you're burning businesses and doing things like that, that's why we have riot police. That's why we have cops. That's you got to be stopped. That's not a protest. That is criminal behavior. You're breaking. You got white kids breaking into fucking REI and stealing mountain bikes. You got white kids breaking into fucking uh, Patagonia and stealing surfboards. Now nah, you should go to jail. That's not cool. And I don't want to hear that you're fucking rioting. I don't give. A, and you don't know what you're rioting about. And you don't care. You just care about yourself. And sure. you're stealing. Fuck you. And fuck CNN or Fox News for for not for not or anybody else who's not calling it like it is yeah well they they, they, they care about clicks head. don't they it's all about clickbait material and and, and articles yeah, so that none of it's true i can't true. stand that a killer might call call them a goddamn uh what do you call them he called them uh the cartoon network yeah so fuck them i do think there's yeah. um i mean that that's that's the frustrating part of it is a lack of context of a lot of videos that are being shared or people cutting off the beginning and the end you know there was that story that that storefront owner in Dallas, in Texas, you know, oh, he got killed by mobs because he was trying to protect his store. But then if you watch the preceding two and a half minutes of the video, which eventually came out, he was running around the streets with a sword, charging at protesters with a fucking sword. Don't know about you, but if I was peacefully protesting and someone came at me with a yeah. sword, I'm going to drop him. Yeah, exactly. Stick that yeah, sword exactly. up his ass. You know what I mean? That's me, that's what happens. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, buddy, I've got to run. I hate to do this. To yeah, you. no worries, man. No, I knew we were going to be a, have a short one today. But listen, I'm glad to got your perspective on things. Uh, you're always uh, an insightful and intelligent voice, and uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of great followers. So I'm glad there's a, a good guy spreading the good message out there in the way that you can. I hope so. And uh, keep your kids so, safe, man. Guys, Wash your hands. I'll see you again. And thanks for joining me. Take care. Thanks, Jeffrey. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you check out Brian Callen. You could do so at Brian Callen on all social media, Instagram. Also on Twitter, at Brian Callen, B-R-Y-A-N-C-A-N-N-L-L-E-N. Also, make sure to check out his website, briancallen.com. Check out our sponsors, cbdeeper.com. Use code SAVAGE, get 10% off, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.